Pender Island. Pender Island is part of the Gulf Islands in between the mainland of British Columbia and Vancouver Island. But that's not the important right now. I'm on Pender Island and it's New Year's Eve and they got this crazy thing going on where they do, they come out to some lake called Magic Lake and they do um, kayak ballet and you know, which is kayaks in the water doing formations and you know ballet right and uh, the music and all that and now they're doing uh, something with like fire dancers and well people singing and it's like some kind of lantern procession so there's like more people that actually live on the island are here and there's uh, they're carrying around lanterns like handmade paper lanterns as well as there's a whole bunch of other bigger lanterns hanging all around this this uh, park here by the lake it's pitch black out aside from the uh, aside from these lanterns and there's all sorts of shapes and uh, designs there's moons and suns and crystals and dolphins and whales and other such pagan uh, ephemera and uh, I don't I'm not sure what to expect next when I walked into the park some man handed me a sparkler and said you're gonna need a sparkler so I've got it tucked in my toque as well as uh, <laughs> having several beers tucked in my pockets and, uh, and a few other surprises here and there. Well, there's been a whole pageantry. I got in a little bit closer, and there's a whole pageantry of these uh, paper mache um, representations of sun goddess and moon goddess and old man last year and something something. And it almost looked like something out of some sort of Mexican street carnival, mixed with all these lanterns that are made more of an Asian tradition with the uh, thin paper stretched over frames, but with done up with all kind of uh, decorations and stuff. Some dangling from sticks held overhead, some held more like a hand lantern, some hanging from lines, but they're all over the place. And aside from those, they're really hard to see. It's really hard to see. But now everyone's sort of moving down to the lake, and here comes a big dragon boat coming in. And again, it's dark, so all you can see is all this array of lights and dragon shape coming forward. And then to the left, a whole line of red, uh, red lit up kayaks. And to the right, a whole uh, line of blue lit up kayaks. And they're drifting in close. And uh, I, I, I assume there's going to be some uh, pageantry to delight and thrill us all. As for me, I'm sitting comfortable with uh, some, I can't remember the name now, but some uh, island brewed winter ale. Can you see? to the dragon. The dragon is large and illuminated and just closer to the shore followed by its parade of blue and red kayaks. They're all twisted up so much that it almost looks like the lights are purple sometimes. Their reflections are getting longer and longer as they get closer to shore. The dragon has a big red eye lit up with white lights with various other colors here and there. It must be on some kind of big flat boat or kayak with a big frame built around it. It's a fantastic to behold as it comes around to show itself broadside to the crowd. 
Meanwhile, it's a phalanx of Icomneus drifts back into spinning pools of red spirals, blue spirals, spinning around 360s, where they almost become blended into one big Jay-Z chain, a DNA helix of kayak ballet. And here it comes. Wow, here comes the dragon. It's glowing like some kind of mystical beast spun with uh, <laughs> sugar and cotton. Wow. <laughs> that is a fearsome dragon. Serpent. It's a serpent. Gosh, it's a serpent. Oh, yeah. The lights go out as they go past this point. And they disappear. Oh, look at that. And they disappear. Oh, that's exciting. Ooh, there's something going on. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Ooh, it's some kind of Punch and Judy thing going on a screen way off in the distance now. So it looks like Father Time is bitter due to his cohorts with giant paper mache heads standing upon stilts and the torchbearers and black masks are leading him to the barge as the young boy will take over for the 2006 year. Father Time himself is about 12 feet tall with dreadlocks as long as my arm. And he steps onto the barge looking forlorn with giant heavy white eyebrows. I hope they don't burn with the giant torch. But the torch bearer is being careful it seems. Then hopefully once he's out there they'll burn him in effigy. That's what I'm hoping for. Alright, well he's under the barge. Just preparing to take him away. Aloha means goodbye, Father Time. And as 2005 slowly draws to a close, I'm not sure if it's Father Time, but they're burning something in effigy. There's a giant burning steeple or something. Oh my goodness! This is spun around as a giant burning sun that's rotating around now. Well, it's all very pagan. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite exciting, though. <laughs> oh, kids, it's time for sparklers. Is this safe? <laughs> No kidding. Get it? Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Well, as the various stilt walkers and fire dancers, torch barrows, kite flyers, lantern holders, and other stilted individuals wander by. I want to tell you about my special quest for this New Year's Eve, and that is I'm going to try to try as many different varieties of beer as I can. And here at this early hour, I'm already up to three. I started with the Sleeman's Honey Brown Lager. Then I had a Guinness in a bottle with the little rattly thing. And then I had a Gulf Islands Brewery uh, Fireside Winter Ale, which I'm working on now. It's got the uh, flip top, kind of like a, the Grolsch's kind. Unfortunately, it's uh, a plastic one, not a ceramic one, but it will do. The beer's a wee bit sweet and a wee bit heavy, so I'm sipping that one a little bit. All right, 
Well, the uh, festivities here are winding down. I've got a nice dupe going. And uh, making good headway on the beers. Man, I got this wicked variety pack of beers, so hang with me while I try to make it through all of them. I don't think I can physically consume all the beers I purchased, right? Because they're all like the big bottles. But there's a lot of different varieties. But, it, you know, once I see new breweries, i got to try them all. So, and it was New Year's Eve, so... We'll, we'll see how I do. I might have to take a couple home, or hopefully I'll have an opportunity to share with my fellow Yumaans. Indeed, during this festival of special nests here on Pender Island, which is the whole thing was pretty surreal, right? You know, because it's so dark, and you never know where you're stepping on, and all these lanterns and all this stuff going on, and all these little bits and pieces of light, but now things are starting to return to, to normal where they're opening up roads. The whole, it was like this whole... and through road blocked off or something. I'm still not exactly sure where the hell I am. Magic Lake. Anyway, I can't help but thinking about the New Year's Eve I spent in Japan. Now, the first time I arrived in Japan, it really happened as kind of a spur of the moment thing, right? And I didn't really know what to expect at all. I had uh, got back from, I'd been traveling around Europe. I ended up on a cheap ticket to Miami after Hurricane Andrew where I hunkered down for a little bit and then a driveway car to Dallas, Texas and en route I checked in with my mom and uh, my brother had found this uh, guy he was living, my brother was living in Japan in a different part and found this guy that needed, uh, would pay a way for a worker to come and help him out on this mushroom farm and it's like wow man you know what else, what else have I got going on and oh, my brother wouldn't steer me wrong but uh, long story short, I ended up in, in Japan with a one-way ticket and uh, a six-month working holiday visa. <laughs> yeah, like holiday, even figured into the equation. But anyway, so there it was. I arrived just before, uh, uh, right around solstice, right? Uh, December 21st, and it was. It turns out that the, the mushrooms that we were growing, the anarchy mushrooms, were particularly popular around Oshogatsu, which is the Japanese New Year. But really, Japan really goes nuts for New Year, and, and there's a little bit of Christmas uh, mojo there, because I mean, the Japanese have tied into any kind of commercialized trend there is, man, name it, and they're into it. But, uh, you know, uh, from, say, like the 29th to, like, January 2nd, everything pretty much just shuts on down. And everywhere you are in Japan, everything's kind of got this electric buzz to it. Even out in the countryside where I was living, where there's hardly a house um, or a building, you know, for uh, for some directions in, in the stretched out rural area, but uh, you know there's this, this kind of current that everything's always on in Japan because even if there's not people around, there's vending machines and there's lights like the most remote places there'll be vending machines. But uh, anyway, I didn't really realize how much everything shut down right like every shop everything and everything's always open in Japan right there's always something open 24 hours, and there are always things going on, but the whole country just zips it up and it's a real problem because I just moved into my little dumpy apartment out back a concrete factory in a town called Karabata in uh, Totoriken, um, a southwest area of Honshu, closer to Korea than Tokyo anyway. Uh, famous for sand dunes and their uh, 21st century Asian pear is fantastic by the way. So uh, living in this apartment is kind of like camping because you sleep on the floor in a futon mat and the floors are straw and you have these kerosene heaters, right, that heat up the rooms. And I can't believe that in Japan there's not more house fires. So and I didn't really realize how much everything shut down in Japan for, for New Year's. And uh, so I worked really hard. And it was that first week of being there. And I just I worked all day, every day. And it was really physically demanding work, too. We're down this way or that way? This way? 
So, um, you know, it was wheeling these big racks of mushrooms around, filling up uh, big containers of this uh, rice germ sawdust mixture that the mushrooms grew, grew in. And I was the big guy on the place because I worked with these two old ladies and then a kind of a younger woman and then this jerk of a boss. And uh, so I had to do all the heavy lifting and top shelf thing and the hard work, the physical work. And, well, whatever, right? So he's, he had told me, oh, yeah, get prepared for New Year's because everything's closed down. I'm like, well, what do I really need? But turns out these little uh, heaters in all the houses run on kerosene. And if you don't got no kerosene, the thing don't work, right? And uh, that's, that's what keeps you warm. That's it. That's what you get. Plus uh, food. It's wise to stock up on some food, right? And I didn't either. So come this four-day stretch around New Year's, I was totally without kerosene or without food. And uh, so I drove back up to the mushroom factory way up in the hills and uh, tapped into the kerosene tank to fill up a container. But turns out that hadn't been filtered. It was an old tank or something like that. So I go home, stick it in my heater, and all I do is wreck the heater. And uh, so it was kind of a drag. And then actually, New Year's Eve, on the 31st, I thought the Japanese, uh, there they are, um, the Japanese like blowing stuff up, right? And they're all about the fireworks and everything. And, uh, um, and I thought New Year's Eve, they'd be blowing stuff up. Or there'd be festivals like this. There would be uh, um, you know, rituals and performances at temples. And there would be a whole paganistic, amnistic, because, you know, the Japanese folk are Shinto, which is kind of an amnistic pagan uh, traditional religion of sorts. And more than mythology, but really what's the difference, right? But uh, there was absolutely nothing. And so I walk out of my place, and it was deathly quiet outside. And it was snowing, so it was just, I mean, surreal. And I was totally discombobulated being in this foreign environment. Anyway, like I was, like, not the bright lights, big city Japan, right? So um, I walked down to the local Tera, like the, the temple. You can tell with those tori arches that you've probably seen with the, uh, um, the two uprights and then the two cross ones, you know. But anyway go down there and everyone's standing around a, a barrel, like an oil barrel with a bunch of fire burning in it and, uh, and peeling mikans, which are the mandarin oranges, which are ubiquitous throughout Japan for about a week and then they disappear, well, about a month, and then they disappear. I, say, I suppose that's the same here, but gosh, they taste awful good there. Gosh almighty. And so, uh, and, and so I'm standing around there and I'm, you know, uh, a foreigner, the only foreigner around for miles anywhere, right? Like a long ways. And I got long... Uh, hair, long blonde hair and a beard and I totally stick out, right? But everyone just sort of ignores me and I'm standing there and so, you know, and I ask someone for, because they're all smoking cigarettes, right? So I try out my Japanese and ask someone for a cigarette just to like try to make some conversation. I don't smoke cigarettes. I think cigarettes are the devil, right? But, you know, just to try to make conversation. Hey, have a but warm tea with honey. Oh, yeah? Excellent. That was good tea. I got a whole thermos full of it too. Oh, good. Do, uh, do you like the ballet? <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I was just gonna tell you. I heard you, you out there going, Traubin! <laughs> <laughs> did you hear me we go? Could. Did you hear me go? I'll take autographs after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And then you did the the light off, the light off, light on thing. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah. turned it off and then it flicked back on again. Okay. So and then good. a little extra flare. Yeah, a little know. extra. Yeah. It was great. There's a couple old ladies behind us. Oh, I think it's a serpent. Is it the dragon coming? Oh, there's kayaks out there and they got their lights on. Oh, there's blue. Do you see? There's the blues and the red ones. Oh, they're paddling. They had a paddle. In the kayak. <laughs> Fantastic. You've been-
been chewing along with Uncle Wee's wild hijinks. Now they're going past each other. Oh, now they're spinning in the circles. <laughs>